Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeX LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Baby, baby. Hey, what is up, LA Hacker? Welcome to episode number 28 of the Life Hacks LA podcast. And we've got another great episode for you today because we will be talking about LA's secret stairs. You know, stair workouts are super popular in Los Angeles, especially when it's when they're done on those beautiful painted stairs that they have in Silver Lake. And our guest for this episode is Chris Westbrook from CLA in a Day. He does guided tours, and one of his most popular ones are of the Silver Lake Stairs. If you're not familiar with them, they're these very steep stairs that people work out on, but they also have these beautiful murals painted on them, perfect for Instagram. We get into it in the episode, but Chris knows a lot about the history of them, and he, he just gives reveals some fascinating uh, secrets and hacks about those stairs. So if you love outdoor workouts and you love the secret stairs, you're going to want to check out this episode with Chris. And be sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode because I'm going to be doing my own very special LA stair hack. And you'll want to make sure that you stay tuned for that. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Hey, what's going on, LA Hackers? Welcome to another episode of the Life Hacks LA podcast. And today we've got a very special guest on. His name is Chris Westbrook, and he's going to help us hack LA's secret stairs. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. So I uh, wanted to have you on because um, the secret stairs of Los Angeles is a really popular thing. And you have a tour company, CLA in a day, where you specifically go out there and hack those secret stairs and share all the information about them. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to get a little more background on you. Um, where are you from originally and how did you make your way to Los Angeles? So uh, originally I'm from Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. If you know the town Shaker Heights, uh, most people know it as the town from the movie uh, A Christmas Story with the uh, Little Red Ryder B- uh, BB gun. Classic Americana, right? Yeah. So uh, didn't last long there. My family moved to Atlanta when I was pretty young. So I really grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. And then eventually I went to Chicago for college, lived there for about eight years and made my way out to LA. Oh, cool. What was the reason you came out to Los Angeles originally? Acting, like pretty much everyone else, yeah. Yeah, but you've, so you've been in a couple big cities and you spent time in Atlanta, Chicago, LA, so you, you can really compare it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're, they're all so different from each other. I mean, I loved Chicago. It's just eight of those winters was enough to, to drive me a little crazy and then I craved the sunshine. Yeah, I've told the story before. So my dad was in the military and we moved around a lot and I lived in a lot of cold places like, you know, Alaska, Denver, Seattle. But the oh, coldest yeah. I've ever been in my life was a night I had in Chicago. It's, it's on another level. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's insane. That wind is no joke. Yeah, and uh, I was a dog walker out there in Chicago. So there were days where it's like negative 50 with the wind chill and I'm carrying dogs through the snow because they don't <laughs> even want to walk anymore. It was... Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So what part of LA do you live in now? And can you tell us some of the reasons in general why you love Los Angeles? Yeah. Um now I live in Silver Lake, which you know is like kind of the hipster capital on the east side of LA. Definitely. Um it's full of great restaurants, really beautiful neighborhood, and just in general, like with Los Angeles, I love the weather. I mean, that's not a unique reason, but like I said, after those Chicago winters, every day with the sun here is a pretty 
pretty great thing. There's just so much to do here. So I love to ski. And ironically, as cold as it is in Chicago, there's no mountains really near there to go skiing. Mm-hmm. So two hours from here, you can be skiing near like Mount Baldy or Big Bear, some of that kind of stuff. I really love the access to the mountains. There's amazing hiking in Griffith Park. The restaurant scene here throughout the whole city is just unbelievable. And I love to get out and try new restaurants. And the history here is really cool, too. If you're a history buff, um, L.A. is a pretty young city, but there's a lot of really cool stuff that's happened here. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of the reasons why I love Los Angeles. The, the two big ones is the weather, of course, like you said, mm-hmm. probably top of everyone's list, and then the amount of activities. But it's interesting you talk about the history because I think that's more for people who really get into Los Angeles. Then they delve into the history and you're like, wait a minute, this is everything's got a crazy history. Every area of Los Angeles, like Silver Lake, downtown, the Valley, yeah. it, it all has this amazing history. Oh, yeah. And like Silver Lake, Right off the bat, a lot of people think that Silver Lake is named that because of the reflection on the water of the reservoir, but actually it's named after Herman Silver, the man that had the area developed in the early 1900s. Man, Chris, you're like an LA geek, just like me. You're, yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting excited for this interview. There's just so much cool stuff in the city. Like When you realize that in the 1860s, there were only 4,400 people in LA, and then by the 1920s, there were nearly a million. You're like, how, did that, how is that possible? Yeah, it's insane. And I think there's, what, 4 million people in Los Angeles now. Yeah, and just like the city proper, yeah. Yeah, just in the city of Los Angeles. But Okay, so we talked a little bit about your reasons in general why you love Los Angeles, but I was hoping you could take us through your perfect day. And, you know, that could be where you live, Silver Lake, because like you said, there's plenty to do there. Or it could be you going to other places in Los Angeles. But from waking up to going to bed, what would you consider to be the perfect day in the life of Chris? Oh, that's a good question. So probably something that keeps me out of the car. Uh, So I would stay probably more on the east side. I would wake up. There's this little produce shop over here in Silver Lake. Shout out to uh, Rick's Produce on um, Virgil across the street from Squirrel. Head over there, grab a little drink, something to eat. Maybe head over to Griffith Park because that's not too far away. Go hike to the observatory. Walk around Los Feliz because it's full of beautiful old historic homes come back, hang out with my dog, play fetch with him in the park for a little bit. Um, And then to end the day, I don't get out there too often because it's a little bit further, but Alhambra, head out there to get some amazing dim sum. I'm a huge, huge dim sum fan. (laughs) Me too. Do you have a go-to spot? Uh, No, I've just been, I used to go, I used to live in Burbank, so I would go in the San Fernando Valley. But what I realized about dim sum, I learned early on, I used to work with these, this big group of guys and one day we went out to lunch and the one Chinese guy there who grew up, you know, in that culture and everything about it, mm-hmm. we, we went, he was at one table and I was at another table because we had such a big party and the dim sum was pretty good, but the bill was like really high. Right. Yeah. And so the next time I went with that guy and the bill was way lower and the food was way better. So then I just realized like you have to go with someone who really knows what they're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, high, uh, bill at the dim sum place is a red flag yeah well i think it's more like we were ordering the expensive stuff and didn't realize it like i, I think it was the mm. shrimp uh, i don't remember what it was but but uh, oh, yeah yeah the point is is like because they don't really come out with a price on it they just roll out this cart and it's got all this good stuff on it you just start grabbing stuff and um, oh yeah 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 so unless you're like experienced like i i would probably still have to go with a, a friend who knows what they're doing because i don't go very often Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a totally better experience if you go with someone who really knows what they're doing with the dim sum. 
Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. But yeah, I wanted to ask you uh, some more stuff about your perfect day in LA. So uh, like you said, you kind of stuck in that area so you didn't have to drive so much, which is a key to having a good day in LA. Yeah. But, but also you mentioned you had a dog and I think there's no better place for a dog to be in Los Angeles than Silver Lake. That's got to be the most dog friendly neighborhood in Los Angeles, right? Uh, right across from my building, there's an amazing park that I can just take my dog. Uh, tons of other dogs in the park. They're all really nice. He, he's the friendliest dog in the world. So he is a, a blast whenever we go out there. Is, it, is that the, the really popular one, the Silver Lake Dog Park? That's kind of well-known? Uh, no, not that one, but that is also a great park. Yeah, yeah, that one's kind of like super famous, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's just like it's a beautiful area right by the reservoir, so it's a nice area to actually walk around outside of the dog park, and then you can take your dog in there, let him off leash, go a little crazy. But yeah, the hills yeah. are a good way to work out a dog, too, and burn some of that energy. Yeah, and they're super dog friendly restaurants and coffee shops over there mm -hmm. yeah all over the place okay cool well maybe one day we'll start a dog a podcast for la dogs but um <laughs> that has to exist already yeah it probably already <laughs> exists i'm sure but uh, at least there's a blog for it or instagram for it yeah but um i wanted to talk to you so so the reason why you uh, you're on and how we connected is because i've always wanted to do an episode on the silver lake stairs because it's a super popular thing they're, they're these beautiful murals and painted stairs and, and even just regular stairs that people go to exercise and you actually have um you, you do your own tours cla in a day and one mm -hmm. of your tours is um in silver lake for the painted stairs so um can you tell us about that tour and some of the other ones uh, what, what are the most popular areas that people go to you for to get tours of los angeles uh yeah so the painted stairs is a really popular one that one's only been open for a couple months with me and it's been doing pretty well but um, most of the places that you would think are really popular are pretty popular. So if you're from out of town, most people really want to visit, you know, the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood area. They want to get over to Santa Monica, walk down the pier, see the beach and all that, get over to Venice, see some skateboarders and surfers and some murals. Beverly Hills is really popular. Uh, drive around, see some old historic homes, get down Rodeo Drive. So a lot of that kind of stuff is really popular. But people do love to get to some lesser known areas like downtown has become more and more popular over the past few years, which I love because I think it's a really underappreciated part of Los Angeles. Yeah, especially if you love history like you and I do. Um, the history mm -hmm. in downtown is some of the most fascinating in all the city for sure. Yeah, that, I, I love downtown. I could hang out there uh, five days out of the week and find something new every day. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I've talked about it so many times in this podcast, but I've actually had people say, tell me they don't like downtown. And I think it's because they're still operating from the thought of what downtown was like 10 years ago, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Ago. I think that the downtown tour is really popular with locals actually, because a lot of locals, they just don't realize that downtown has transformed over the past 15 years. They call it the, uh, the DTLA Renaissance. Yeah, I mean, you could literally do four or five different tours just in downtown. Like, you could spend an entire day in Little Tokyo. You could spend an entire day in the Arts District. You could spend an entire day in the Historic District, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the tour I do in downtown, it generally starts in the Historic Core and then makes kind of a straight line through the Historic Core up to Bunker Hill, past the museums, down through the government sector by City Hall, and then it ends in Olvera Street. And that's two hours of solid walking and you see just a small sliver of downtown yeah and i know those areas you talked about so even though it's 
a small sliver, you're, it's still packed with awesome information and awesome insights into downtown. Oh, yeah. The Bradbury building's amazing. If yeah. Listening hasn't been there. You got to go check out the Bradbury building. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I wanted to ask you something about, you, you had mentioned that the Silver Lake Stairs is a popular tour now. And then um, you've got the, you know, the well-known ones like Hollywood, Beverly Hills, et cetera. Is it mostly locals who go to the the Silver Lake one? Because that's not like a super well-known thing outside of Los Angeles. Um, I would say locals, it's maybe like 30% locals, 70% out of towners. So some locals do show up, but by and large, it's mostly people who just find it while they're looking at uh, local tours online. Uh, and you're you're, with those percentages, you're talking about the Silver Lake stairs, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, what about... The other stuff about, is a little bit lower even. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, if it's like Hollywood, people who live here don't necessarily want to yeah, go there, right? Yeah, it's like people living in New York avoid Times Square. People living in LA avoid Hollywood and Highland generally. yeah. Well, as someone who does information on LA every day, so I have an Instagram where I post something every day, write a blog post once a week, do a podcast episode once a week. I still learn stuff from people like you every, you know, all the time. So mm -hmm. I actually think that people who live here should go on some of these tours because you're going to find out information that no matter how much you know about Los Angeles, you're going to find out information you didn't know. Oh yeah, definitely. There's no one person can know everything about the city. It's too much. There's so much to know. Yeah. I, I think that if you love Los Angeles history, like we do, um, it makes sense to go on one of these tours in a specific neighborhood and, and really get deep information. But I think part of it is with locals, they've got a bad taste or reputation in their mouth with some of these, um, these tours, because they're, they're the ones you think of where like there's this huge bus and, there's, and, and yeah. it's going to the most crowded and congested parts of Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those like, I don't want to speak ill of any other companies out there. I wish them all the best, but there's a lot of those, you know, open air vans going around. And if you live in some of these more busy touristy neighborhoods like Beverly Hills, I read a statistic that says every hour, 30 of those vans go past some of those houses. So every two minutes, if you live in that house, you get to hear some guy pull up to your home and go, now we're pulling up to the house and blah, da, 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 da. So it can uh, definitely put a bad taste in some of the locals uh, mouth. Yeah, I can imagine. And I've read about those and I've heard that some of them, you know, they're pulling up to a house where someone lived in like the 1940s or 50s, some famous actor actors. So yeah. they haven't even lived there in like 50, 60 years and still the neighbor has to put up with it. Yeah. And then also I've heard that's, that sometimes they just make it up. Like, some oh, yeah, it's just the nicest house on the block. So they pretend like Clark Gable lived there or something, you know? Yeah, uh, there's uh, it was a couple years ago. Uh, one of the big news organizations sent some people undercover on dozens of those tours and found out that on some of the worst ones, up to 80% of the info could be false. Wow, that's crazy. When I um, do a, a full day driving tour and we end up going through Beverly Hills, I generally just tell people, you know, like, that's, it's a lot of like false information. You're in a position of power as the tour guide. You could point to any house and just be like, oh yeah, so-and-so lives there and people believe you. They want to believe that you're telling them the truth. Yeah, they don't, they don't know the difference. Okay, so let, let's get back to an authentic tour then. And it's kind of probably the type that I would want to be, that I would want to go on because as someone who knows a lot about Los Angeles, I, I'd want to go into one of these deep dive tours. And that's your Secrets Painted Stairs tour in Silver Lake. Can yeah. you tell us some details about that tour? What should people expect? And what's some of the history behind some of those beautiful painted stairs? And I, I, actually, maybe you could describe them first, just in case people don't know what we're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. So Silver Lake, the neighborhood that I live in, is a historic old neighborhood on the east side of Los Angeles, and it is incredibly hilly. If you live here, you never miss leg day. And because it's so hilly, to let the old residents of this neighborhood go to and from the main streets more easily, city planners filled these neighborhoods with staircases. And they're from the early 1900s, but nowadays a lot of artists will go through and they will paint the staircases. So they're amazing opportunities for Instagram and photos. They're really historic and beautiful. And when you get to the top of them, a lot of times you get amazing views of Los Angeles as a whole. So all in, it's about a 90 minute, uh, two mile walking tour. It is a little bit of a workout. We go up and down about 10 large staircases. You're gonna go up and down about 1,000 individual stairs over those 90 minutes. But I haven't had anyone that's broken down and cried or been unable to do it yet. Everyone has been pretty happy and you know, it's a nice little workout. You feel good at the end of it. And then you're uh, able to go and eat guilt-free at any of the amazing restaurants in Silver Lake after that. Yeah, can, can you describe the most popular one? It's the, the one with the, the hearts, right? Um, yeah. What's the name of that one? So those are the Mitchell Terrena stairs at the yes. intersection of Mitchell Terrena and Sunset. Those have been called the candy stairs before and they were painted in 2013 by a few artists. They're really amazing. Sometimes people call those the most Instagram stairs in the world. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every day you walk past there, there's a couple people taking photos for their Instagram over there. And the yeah. Mitchell Terrena stairs, if you haven't seen them, uh, they've got large hearts on them and they're painted each stair in a different sort of pastel color. So pinks and blues and greens and yellows and then big uh, hearts interspersed through there. Yeah. And like, like you said, part of the reason why it's so popular now is because it makes for the perfect Instagram picture. I mean, if you go on Instagram right now and do that hashtag, you're going to see thousands of pictures of normally a pretty girl sitting on the middle of the stairs and then the camera's looking up and you're seeing all the painted stairs, uh, her in the middle, yeah. it, you know, it just makes for the perfect Instagram picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you play with your Instagram settings a little bit too, saturation and all that, you can really make like the most amazing sort of colors vibrantly pop out of there. Yeah. So can you, can you uh, talk about the other stairs that are there? Because I made this mistake once and a lot of people do, I was corrected on it, but there, there's a set of stairs that are near there that are famous from, um, I think it's Laurel and Hardy. Was it Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. So um, it's really just about a 10 minute walk from the Mitchell Terrain stairs. You get to the music box staircase. That's what and the is. music. Yeah, the music box stairs are really cool. They are not painted. They're really easy to walk right past. They're in this hidden little uh, shortcut area through Silver Lake. But when you get there, you'll see a little plaque on the staircase with pictures of the comedians Laurel and Hardy because it was the site where they filmed a movie in 1932, The Music Box. And that movie actually won an Oscar for a short comedic film. Yeah, I went back and looked at it. It's really funny. It's basically them trying to move this huge piano up those stairs. I guess that's where they got the name music box stairs, but yeah, you actually, you watched that movie. Well, I watched that scene. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's pretty short and um, it is really goofy. It's very slapstick. You know, they get the piano half up the stairs and then a woman comes with her baby down the stairs. They got to take it back down and all that kind of goofy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. And it just kind of lends to the history, especially if you love film, like, um, like I do, like you probably do. And the history of Los Angeles all just kind of ties in together. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, as the east side of LA became more residential, it was fairly wealthy and some of the people that lived there would have supported early film studios that were mostly on the east side of LA. So Disney's original studios weren't too far away on Hyperion, which is now a Gelson's grocery store. 
So if you watch Disney productions, a lot of times they use the word Hyperion as an Easter egg. So it's a reference to where the original film studio took place. Wow. Now that's a, that's a super hack. Never heard of that before. Mm. So just, I want oh, tons of cool stuff like that. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, could you repeat what you said? I didn't hear you. I was just saying there's tons of cool stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to jump back into your more mainstream tours. What I've always been curious about, because I used to live um, in Burbank, and I used to drive over the um, Mulholland, yeah, the Mulholland Overlook, and it was just always packed with those tour buses, you know, the one that looks down in Hollywood Bowl. And there's other places, like you said, Beverly Hills, et cetera. So you guys, you must have some secrets to get people through all that fairly quickly, or they would just be in the car all day. Like, like what, what are some of your tips on how to get to these <sighs> multiple places in one day? Uh... I don't want to disappoint a podcast called Life Hacks, um, but a lot of people on tours ask me, like, is there a way to beat the LA traffic? And in my experience, we're all kind of stuck in it. But the way we've uh, figured out how to beat it is just by designing the tour in a way that we're going against the traffic, usually to places when they're a little bit less crowded. So on our seven hour driving tour, first thing we'll go to in the morning would be Venice Beach and Santa Monica. So parking's not a problem. Traffic isn't going to the beach at that time in the morning. So generally, we just have to be smart about how we plan the day because once the day's going, we're in the traffic like everyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's actually a good good tip for everyone out there because I used to go to Venice Beach in the mornings. And, you know, Venice Beach is pretty terrible to go anytime. But in <laughs> weekday mornings, there's really no one there. In fact, they have this parking. The parking's even easy over there early Yeah. In. Yeah, we can park generally street parking right by the beach. Yeah, and I guess one of the things with your tours, you were talking about designing them to be efficient. I mean, some areas have so many things to see right next to each other. For example, in Hollywood, you've got the Hollywood Bowl, you've got the Mul- you've got the Mulholland Drive, you've got um, Hollywood Boulevard. So, so mm-hmm. you guys kind of just stack stuff, right? Uh, we'll stack some stuff, um, but the tour company that I worked for and the tours I organized, we get out and we manage to walk around and see a little bit of everything. So once we're out of the car, uh, there are planned routes that will take us to see all the biggest attractions in an area as quickly and efficiently as possible. What what would you say is the most popular? I mean, because there's there's so many iconic things, right? There's the the Santa Monica Pier, there's the uh, Griffith Park Observatory, there's the Hollywood sign. Those are like the big ones, Hollywood Boulevard. Mm -hmm. What seems to be people's favorites who are tourists out of, out of the big, well-known ones? Um, so I've got some secret spots that you can go to um, to get some really amazing photos with the Hollywood sign. People generally think like, oh, I'm going to get it with like it over my shoulder or something. And the place we go to, you are right below it. It's, that generally puts a huge smile on people's face. Um, people, Without having to hike too far? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to give too many secrets away, but... If you know where Lake Hollywood Park is. Okay, I've, I've, I've been to that spot, yeah. Uh, it's not the park itself, but... It's above people, it, right? That street that leads up to it? Mm-hmm, yeah, but you can keep going on the street. There's a secret little uh, hiking entrance where you can get really like right next to the sign, basically. Okay, well, we, we won't give away all your little details of your secret, but yeah. for LA hackers out there, one of the best places to go to get a good picture of the Hollywood sign is Lake Hollywood Park, like Chris said. Like, and, and the great thing about it is you can drive pretty close to the sign, picture-wise, yeah. without having to hike. So if you're with someone who you know, doesn't want to hike or whatever, you go up there. Plus, it's a nice little park. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great park. Um, and, and for dog lovers like you, it's an unofficial dog park because I used to take my dog there and it's, and you're not supposed to take him off the leash, but everybody does. Yeah, everyone, everyone totally does. Um, <laughs> my only thing about getting up there is, I guess, two things. If you've never been there before, I recommend downloading the directions to your phone because you can lose signal on the way up there. And then you're lost in those hills and you drive back down. You waste a good amount of time trying to figure out how to get up there. And also, I see people get parking tickets all the time there, more than like anywhere else in LA. So be careful about how you park, turn your wheels the right way, depending on which way the car is facing uphill or downhill, do all the stuff and make sure you don't get a ticket up there. Oh, really? They give tickets for stuff like that? Like, oh, yeah. Turning your wheels right? Uh, Yeah, I've seen them just like, they just drive on a loop up there. And one of the, um, it, it was... It was kind of funny, but it was also a little bit sad. I was leading a large group of Dutch visitors up to the top of the Hollywood sign with the radio tower, and they came in a big white van, and we got up to the top of the radio tower, and we could see right down to Lake Hollywood Park, and we could see the van, and they're like, oh, yeah, we made it. Look, there's the park. There's our car. Uh, Our car is getting towed, and we could just see this little (laughs) car pulling the van away from the neighborhood. So, you know. Don't park too close to the fire hydrant. That sucks. That's yeah. a way to, uh, to ruin a tour, huh? Well, they were actually, I was afraid they were going to be in a bad mood, but they were like, yeah, now we get to go to the American Impound. This is an adventure. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they're known for being nice. Uh, Dutch people are known for being nice, huh? Yes, they were incredibly nice people. So um, basically, I mean, tourists are there to grab pictures. So what you're saying is um, that's probably the most popular place because you can grab such a great picture of the Hollywood sign. That's just, uh, I don't know if it's the most popular, but it's something that people, it really surprises them how close they can get and what the photo opportunity is really like. Um, Something that ends up being a lot of people's favorite that they don't expect or haven't even heard of would be the Greystone Mansion in Beverly Hills. One of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, just an incredible place. It's been in so many movies, The Big Lebowski, it's from Gilmore Girls, the X-Men movie, Spider-Man. It's a beautiful historic home built by the same architect that designed the Hoover Dam and the LA Times building. So it's it's an incredible place to go check out. Yeah. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, the Greystone Mansion is basically a mansion who that was built for the Dehaney family. That's uh, that's the oil family in Los Angeles, and now it's open to the public and it sits above the on this hill above um, Beverly Hills, Mm -hmm. and you can visit for free. Yeah, you can just drive right up there, uh, park, walk around. Uh, to get inside, you generally have to find out when the Friends of the Greystone Mansion charity organization is operating events inside the mansion. Yeah, so the grounds are like open to walk around to the public, and they're pretty amazing on their own, right? But yeah, you, you can't just walk into the mansion and make yourself at home. They have no, like no. special events, and you got to look those up and try to go to those. I've actually never been in, in the mansion, but I've been to the grounds many times just because it's so easy and convenient. And it's worth yeah. going to see just the grounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, the grounds are incredible. It's, um, I think it's about 18 acres of land in Beverly Hills, which is insane to think about with the property value over there. Yeah, and it's like over, it has amazing views. It has a, these awesome gardens. I mean, you just feel like you stepped into a dreamland of luxury. Yeah, they, it cost them like three and a half million dollars to build that house and they constructed it through the Great Depression. So they had an unbelievable amount of money. The house is 55 rooms with a two lane bowling alley. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And again, getting back to people who love LA history, we won't get into it here because it'll take too long, but 
you want to read about the history because it has yeah. like Hollywood glamour and murder mystery and, you know, the 1% yeah. craziness that goes on. It's so ridiculous. It's a quintessential, like crazy Hollywood location. Yeah. So like you definitely want to go there and then read about the history of it um, before you do. Okay. So Chris, you gave us some awesome hacks about Silver Lake, about tours. And um, I wanted to ask you just in general, some of your favorite LA hacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it could be anything. It could be favorite restaurants. It could be tips and tricks. It could be things that people don't necessarily give a lot of credit to, um, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, let's see. Favorite things. I think there's some restaurants that I really love around, like I mentioned Rick's, the little produce shop over on Virgil. Um, that's an incredible little spot and they're a small local business with a farm nearby uh, to Los Angeles and they get their produce from there and other local farmers. So I really suggest going over there and supporting them. Their turkey avocado sandwich is really, really great. Uh, Michelina, the French bakery over in the original LA farmer's market makes the best bread in Los Angeles, in my opinion, and their pastries look like little works of art. Their carrot cake actually comes in a little edible pot and with like chocolate crumble on the top. So it looks like dirt. It's kind of incredible. Wow. Uh, that's, it's so good. Um, if you want to get out and explore like a beautiful neighborhood, Silver Lake has all the amazing stairs, but it's not the only neighborhood with stairs in Los Angeles because we used to have so much more public transportation here that couldn't make its way into the tons of hilly neighborhoods. Lots of the hilly neighborhoods were filled with stairs by city planners. So you could walk over to the Hollywood Hills uh, over by Beechwood Canyon, and that's full of historic staircases built by the old stonemasons in the 1920s. It's a great workout. They're gorgeous staircases to walk up. You get amazing views of the Hollywood homes, and you can go right into Griffith Park for easy access to the Hollywood sign and some of those hiking trails. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, thank you so much. You dropped so many amazing hacks. You might've set a new record here for awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. So yeah, I would help. I wouldn't expect anything less for someone who um, does tour guys in Los Angeles. I'm going to have to go on one of those tours, especially the um, painted stairs one in Silver Lake. You are welcome anytime. That would be awesome. So for um, people who want to find out more about you or find out more about your tours and how they can access them, can you, can you let them know how best to find you? Yeah, so right now I'm on Instagram with CLA in a day, all one word, no periods or any craziness in there. Um, There you can find ways to message me and contact me. There's a link to my Painted Stairs tour in the bio of my Instagram, and that'll take you to Airbnb where I host that tour. So if you just go to Airbnb experiences as well and search for LA's Secret Painted Stairs, you'll find me there. I also work for a company called Experience First that operates tons of different tours throughout LA and everyone else that works there is just as knowledgeable as me. So you could book with them and there's a good chance you'll get me as your tour guide. So CLA in a day and Experience First. Awesome. I really want to thank you for coming on, Chris. It was a lot of fun and we'll talk to you again soon. Great. Thank you so much, Devon. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Hey, what's going on, LA Hacker? I hope you enjoyed that episode with Chris Westbrook from CLA in a day as he helped us hack the secret stairs of Los Angeles. All right, guys. So in that episode, we talked a lot about the stairs in Silver Lake because as we described in the episode, they're beautiful painted mural stairs and super popular. Even if you're not there for a workout, a lot of people go there to to get amazing pictures. And if you don't believe me, just go on Instagram and type in Silver Lake Stairs. But I'm going to go in a different direction. I um, There's a set of stairs. This is more for the hardcore workout people. And actually, anyone who's 
wanting to get a workout in and that's at the Santa Monica stairs so the Santa Monica stairs are these sets of wooden and concrete stairs high above a hill in Santa Monica in the Pacific Palisade so it's really beautiful but it's a killer workout so it's been a couple years since I've been there but from what I recall um, it's it's a really tough workout uh, if you want to find out more about it you can just Google Santa Monica stairs and it'll come up but it's pretty awesome it's kind of hard to describe but you get a really good workout and the people you see there you know you can tell that most of them are fit but it also has some people who are trying to get fit as well but it's a pretty cool workout a great way to start your Saturday or Sunday morning is climb those Santa Monica stairs get to the top you really feel like you accomplished something and you're overlooking this beautiful view but it's a nice switch up from the silver leg stairs if you're looking for a workout all right i want to thank chris once again for coming on and sharing all his secrets and i encourage you guys to check out cla in a day you can find him on instagram and i'm going to take him up on his offer and go on one of his tours soon because i've been meaning to do that anyway all right that's all i got for you today oh i've got an announcement so at the time of this recording it's not out yet but i'm really super excited because i'm about to publish the life hacks la journal so with this podcast and with our Instagram, the first goal is to share what to do in Los Angeles. But the second goal has always been to encourage people to go out and do these things. And so I thought the best way to do that would be to create this journal. It's basically 50 of the best things to do in Los Angeles, in my opinion. And there's plenty of pages for each and, uh, and a special little hack for each. So you can record your experience. But anyway, super excited about it. You're going to hear a lot more about it in the coming episodes and um, I'll be giving away a few copies as well. All right. That's all I got for you. And I will see you next week. Later, LA hackers.